No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. TheWordBros.com. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin. I'm Bob France. Hey, man, uh, we got a very, very special and wonderful show today. We've got the dudes, two of our favorite guys in comics, Dave Scheidt and Scoot McMahon. They are coming on to talk about their brand new book, which is out tomorrow. Um, it is called The Agents of Slam. And Kevin, you could pick that up anywhere, right? Where can I get that book? You can get that any place that finer books are sold. Like yeah, you can man. get that anywhere because it is through Simon and Schuster. Yeah. So they're they're in bookstores. They're gonna be in the direct market with that that has Simon and Schuster distribution. So you're just gonna get to your store, run out, tell them you need agents of slam. A wonderful all ages book that will let uh Scoot and and Dave tell us all about right now damn yeah, man why but i well i cut my hair um because i had to sell it to get money to pay back Make my comics. wife for the dinner that we bought you when we hung out at C2E2 dinner. Because we were invited to dinner. We saw Dave recently at C2E2 and we were invited to dinner. We spent the whole day on the con floor hustling. And Dave, who lives in Chicago, was like, hey, you guys should come have dinner with me. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, why don't you come to us? He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You guys can come to me. I know this terrific Mexican restaurant. So Kevin and I split an uber which costs like 25 bucks 35 with tip to get there uh we have this lovely meal with dave it was a really great restaurant it was it was very nice what was the name of that place dave um lonesome rose lonesome rose in logan square in chicago was delicious um we had we got ordered a breakfast burrito and ate it the next day it was wonderful like it was this great meal and the waitress comes over and she's like so am i splitting that up three ways or what and dave looks at us straight face and goes i don't have any money and i'm like what do you mean you don't have any money and he says i i can i venmo you guys can i i was like what the fuck are you talking about no you invite us to dinner and then you don't bring money it's that's a, what big time people do bob that's like big time comic stuff like you need to learn like that's what we need to do at the next con we're just gonna go out to dinner with everyone and be like sorry we big time we, we can we venmo you or uh, that happened to me and, that happened to me in scoot in cincinnati we like ordered a bunch of pizzas and we had like all these kind of just like stragglers, like random people, like friends of friends. And we're like, oh, hey, let's just go to the hotel and order a bunch of pizzas. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. We're like, all right, cool. And like, there was like 12 people and like, I think like three of us threw in. So maybe that's penance for that. <laughs> I just visited Dave in Chicago and I bought his breakfast before he could tell me he didn't bring his money. I just bought it. For, I offered to buy it for him. That's because, you know, he didn't have any money because he doesn't. Dave lives in this like utopian hippie bullshit cashless society where like money's not real bro yeah, pe- people <laughs> people buy goods and services with like chucky memorabilia and dave's fantastic world of bullshit so he tried to offer the waitress he's like look i got a, a original i got original child's play script signed by the guy who voiced chucky bro that's worth a meal and she's like get the fuck out of here weirdo so we had to pay for dave's food <laughs> didn't work i was willing to i was willing to get rid of it and it didn't work but i mean is, is that for sale still dave uh not to you guys <laughs> <laughs> actually Damn maybe it. for you kevin not bob though maybe kevin. okay okay yeah you're kind bob is just relentless tonight he, he's always relentless he, oh, he's, I love it. you know it's, it's warranted man i'm i'm cage the beast that's my oh, fault dave you're fine we love you and you know it <laughs> shut up I literally, when that happened, I was like, just wait, watch, watch, wait till Scoot hears about this. Like, when we do that. I, I, I think he texted him that same night. So, yeah. like, I think Scoot well, already the, knew. The fun part is the story's not over because then Dave hits us up with, like, hey, there's a really nice bar downstairs. You guys want to go downstairs and grab a drink? You have no money. What are you doing? <laughs> that's part of the plan. But it's cool because that's how much we like Dave. Thank you. And, 
it was yes. it was not a big deal whatsoever but it was still really really funny that Dave was just like, oh, you guys don't have Venmo? It's like, no, dude, I'm like a dumb 45-year-old cis white man. I don't know. What yeah, you're like, I'm a dad. I don't have Venmo. Yeah, I don't have Venmo. <laughs> like, what's what? Venmo? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, also, the bar was like a secret. Like, it was like in like a closet that led down like a staircase. It was yeah. like some Moon night shit. We had to like move a bookcase out of the way and like go I, down like the secret. Like- I thought Joe Pesci was going to get whacked in there. Like that's what kind of bar it was. It was like that scene in Goodfellas where they bring him downstairs and they just shoot. Yeah, the, the dresses. Yeah, come here this way. Yeah, over yeah. here this way. Yeah. It's like showing her those weird dresses. Yeah, yeah, but right it was cool. Here. It was cool. And we had fun. But we sure. you guys are honestly two of my favorite people in comics. I love Dave and I love Scoot so so much. You guys are just class act, wonderful dudes, talented guys. You have one book under your under your uh under your i guess moniker moniker already as yes. a team and that was uh wrapped up which was t- super terrific and now you guys are promoting your second collaboration together which is called look at look scooch got the look got the Scoot's book got this. Look, you guys yeah. oh dave got hands. the book look at this that's how it looks bigger i was oh. about to kick it but i was like that's kind of weird that's cool i like it so this is the agents of slam which is like an all ages wrestling book, right? It's like a wrestling, it's like secret agents wrestling kind of vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, if a wrestling promoter became president of the United States, he wouldn't, if there's a big task at hand, he wouldn't send the military or the Air Force. He's going to rely on his trusty pro wrestlers with their finishing moves to go out there and get things done. So that's kind of like the the high level premise of the book. But that's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of where the idea came from. It was like, what if, what if like, I don't want to say his name, but a famous wrestling promoter in charge of a world wrestling company became president. What would he do? What kind of no, ridiculous things would happen? Is he related to you, Scoot? That's why you wanted to promote that. Like you have the same last name as him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess I could uh, get subscribed to ancestry.com and find out if I really wanted to know, but I'm kind of scared. I don't think I want to know. I if like we got that. sued, though, that would be really good press if we got sued. Maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny that you're talking like you don't want to mention him, but you're wearing one of his shirts. Yeah, well, it became one of It's actually Eric Bischoff, a Kevin Nash shirt, NWO Wolfpack. So that's like, that's that's original, like, 1998 NWO shirt? Yeah, so in high school, we all bought these uh, Wolfpack shirts. Uh, WCW was super popular back then. And Does it have the wolf to... on the back? Is that the one with the wolf on the back No, of it? no, but I did have another one that was red, and it had a big wolf on the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we were into, we liked the NWO uh Wolfpack faction. Well that's, well, that's because the NWO Wolfpack was the cool faction. The NWO yeah. Black and White was a bunch of lamos with Hulk Hogan and all those goofs. NWO, well, yeah. the, the, the red NWO had Kevin Nash, who was totally cool. Uh, Scott Hall? No, Scott Hall was a lone wolf. He was in and out because that's when they kind of split for a while. So they had... Uh, X-Pac was in red. No, X-Pac, X-Pac no. was in uh, was he white at that point. No, oh. he was in WWF because he got fired, but Conan was in red. And Conan so was, was in red. So was Sting, yeah. so was Luger, so was Macho Man. That was like the main group of NWO Red, right, Scoot? Dennis Rodman was also in NWO. Yes, NWO, he was in NWO yeah, White. He was, a, he was in White, yeah, yeah I remember that. Man. Scoot froze on, on the worm. Look how happy Scoot looks oh right my God. now. Is this going to be video too or just audio? It is I'm, video. I, I'm right video now. live on Facebook right now as we speak. Oh, okay, because that's we should just keep it this way so it always looks like he's like happy and he's laughing at their jokes. No, Scoot, you froze up. Yes, yeah, you, you froze, froze up, Scoot. We're good. We're still going. But Scoot yeah, will so. be back. Skyline Scoot McMahon will be back. So Dave, um, so Scoot's just proved his wrestling pedigree. He's a big wrestling oh, fan. God. So, like, are, are you a wrestling fanatic as well? Do you dig wrestling as much as Scoot, or are you just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm here for the, the the jokes? You know, I think Scoot's a lot more was a lot more hardcore about it. I was definitely like, I mean, like, when you grew up in, the, in that era, you know, I grew up in the you know '90s and stuff. So I think like every kid was kind of into that. Um, I was more a WWF dude, so I was more into like Stone Cold. Uh, Attitude, and, yeah, Attitude Era, and, like Undertaker, Kane, Mantine. Yeah, I like the those Rock. guys too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was I was more into WWF for sure. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's because a buddy of mine, we were talking about wrestling the other day, that WCW had the sweet mid-card because they had guys like Rey Mysterio Jr., Chris Jericho, and Eddie Guerrero. But then WWF had the good main event guys like Undertaker, Stone Cold, Rock. Like So it was WCW, WCW main events were always bad because it was Hogan, and he was like 90 years old and couldn't do anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was one of those guys who's just like always old. He's like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. He was always an old guy. Yeah, he was always old because it's the hairline. Like he had that, Dave, you, he had the cookie hairline from the Bozo the Clown show. Like he looked like cookie. (laughs) Cookie, (laughs) I think I read that Hogan was like the same age that Jericho is now, or Jericho might even be older than Hogan was when he was in the NWO. Jericho's 52. Hogan was like 48, but he just looked old because he was all leathery and bald. Yep. And he couldn't move. Yeah. That's why you don't, don't fake tan. It's a bad look. You just look so leathery and brown. But we were guess... actually going to do that for this for this event. Really? So we're gonna, yeah. Oh wow! We're gonna, that, we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna spray tan or fake? We're tan? gonna oil each other up and then yeah, uh, just nice spray tan. Get a good pump in too. You know, we're tank tops. That's on the Ward Bros OnlyFans. That's where we're yeah. putting that. That's video. that's where we're putting that. Yeah, Dave yeah. and Dave and Scooter are on the Ward Bros OnlyFans now. We've we've yeah. been working on it though, so hopefully. You know, by C2E2, we, we've been getting a lot of pumps in, so hopefully we'll be able to pop our tops off and show what we've been working on. Yeah, the end yeah. of summer. Yeah. So you guys our, are our COVID pecs and look, COVID. Look at, look at that. So you guys, scoot, are, hit, you guys, flex. You guys are hitting up C2E2 for sure? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, if they it's let awesome. us in. Oh, come on, you guys. Yeah. Dave, you're, <laughs> Dave, you're a hometown hero, and Scoots, mm. you guys are a legendary team. Hey, man, you never, you never know with these things, but yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that, that's for sure. Like, that's. C2E2 is cool because that's very much like um, um, we can kind of chart our career through C2E2. Like it's cool. Like every year it's kind of like, you know, that's like a very special show for us because all our friends usually do it. And, you know, that's kind of how me and Scoot got really close was like through stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um, it's cool. It rules. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun seeing all our buddies and stuff. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then now- Cincinnati Comic Expo is fun because we go down there with art. Usually uh-huh. it's me, Dave, Art and Alejandro Rosado. Sometimes Franco goes, but that one's fun because it's just like we're just hanging out all weekend, you know, and it's a smaller show. Well, Bob, you've been there. As I would know because I've never, I've never been invited. I've never been invited. I mean, no one. Uh, I mean, don't get it wrong. Nobody buys our books or anything. Yeah. We just, <laughs> we, just we just hang out and eat Oreos. And stuff, I know. So I've seen what you guys do at that show because I've I've hung out at your table several yeah. times. Yeah. It's cool. trying to get hang you out. to come hang out with us at the hotel. That's where all no, the fun No, I never got the call. I'm still waiting on that call. I'm still waiting. Well, if you ever want to come and eat Oreos with us, you know, your the invite is open. Of course. Yeah. You guys are my Good. you guys are my homies. I'm trying to talk. Now this is this is I guess not so much DL because we're broadcasting live. We're broadcasting on, on Facebook. It can be only so DL yeah. right now, <laughs> and we're also releasing this on uh next week for the Word Bros podcast for the I guess the book is coming out on the 27th. We're going to release the episode on the 26th. Um we are I'm talking to my school librarian about trying to do an all ages comic show and try hope for getting maybe seeing if you guys would want to come to our elementary school and try to sell your wares and make your drawings and stuff for the kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's not that it's not that hard. Uh, just a trip down I seventy five from Northwest Ohio. You guys so. can even sleep in my basement. Ooh, yeah. I've been. I was actually as you're talking, I've been eyeballing it, trying to see what a good spot. It's, for it's me pretty to good. Go. Like this is the yeah. work area where my wife is. Like she's she's got it like broken up into like a oh, yeah. work area. But then over my shoulder, there's like a nice little IKEA pullout couch that's very comfortable. It's I'm just looking fun. at all this stuff I could knock down in the middle of the night when I'm trying to go oh, to yeah. the bathroom. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's plenty of things on the wall. Like it would be perfect. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, man. It's also good for matches if you guys wanted to have like a grudge oh. match and like and against Bobby like since I'm not gonna be able to like tag in so like you've been doing might, that too. you might actually win like the the belts because that we we've had the belts now for too long so. we've been actually been doing that too we've been hitting the uh, octagon lately me and Scoot have been doing some uh, some MMA lately too just to get to brush up our skills and stuff so. Yeah, we're gonna be we ready, got, you know, both both mentally and physically. We're ready for this book to come out. I dig. We got CM Punk to train us since he knows how to do MMA. Yeah. I dig that. That's really awesome. That's, I I'm mean, really excited. Best in the world. You guys are best in the world. Yeah, we've been doing, um, you know, like, like <laughs> in like kickboxer. You know, they have that giant thing of like hot sand. And you just yeah. In there, I've been doing that every night. It's been pretty fun. You've been Dude. doing Taibo. Yeah, it's been cool. I'm just everything, man. We're just <laughs> absorbing it all, just because you know. 
um, you know, you do these comic conventions and, you know, sometimes people can't, aren't nice all the time. So definitely they have another thing coming. If someone has something mean to say about their book, we'll definitely, you know, we're not opposed to physically. <laughs> I can't even, I'm like trying to do a bit. He's trying to do a bit. Like, we're not I was afraid. buying in. I was it's buying like in. Method acting. Yeah, we'll it's take like method out. acting, but, but for cool. a promotion. But we'll take someone cool out if we have to, man. I swear it was cool though, because I felt like it was like a Jake the Snake Roberts promo. Like he wasn't getting all hot and like yelling. Like I was no, doing was... earlier about not <laughs> buying dinner. You were getting you were getting real low. So people He's like, like oh, <laughs> real close. We'll, so they have mess up if they show up to our table and they don't buy anything. We'll murder, we'll murder their families in their sleep and then really? DDT everyone. <laughs> That's what's funny about doing a wrestling book. Everyone's like, oh my God, you guys should cut like promos and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like, have you met me? Like, do you know how awkward that would be if I would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but again, though, there are two levels of promos. There is, and I think at this point now, you might get accused of like biting Aubrey and his like beef bros thing that he did for the Kickstarter uh, yeah, video. No, yeah, yeah. But like you could like Aubrey's got that one on lock, but you guys could cut the Jake the Snake. I'm gonna get real quiet and serious about this stuff, right? Well now. see what we're gonna do is we're gonna um you could cut promos about snacks, Dave, and everybody would take you seriously. Like, you gonna, know. Not to give not to give too much away, but we've been designing our C2E2 booth <clears> where we're gonna like since like me and Scooter are like both super hardcore. We're gonna put like barbed wire. We're gonna put some fireworks around it. Uh, some cool. steel chairs. Uh, Dave's gonna dress up like mankind. Yeah, every fifteen. Oh, minutes, I can wow. see that. Every fifteen yeah. minutes, someone will take a, a chair shot. We can't say who, but one of us will. Um, so we, yeah, we've just been really conditioning our bodies for this book to come out. Are you gonna and have like a Mr. Table. Sacco? <laughs> we usually table right next to Art and Franco, so that chair shot could be coming their way too if they turn their backs on us. Oh man! But, but the thing is, I mean, if anything, Art and Franco would be like the perfect classy Freddie Blassie style manager. Like they could be doing the talking for you guys if you don't want to. You know, I could see, I could see uh, what who's the world famous cartoonist that looks like George Clooney. Oh, that's oh, art. That's art. art I yeah. can see art totally being a wrestling manager. Like he's totally got the look for, like the the flamboyant, if you will, to quote uh, Gorilla Monsoon, the flamboyant attire that he would wear. And he'll you wear know? like the, the cummerbund, and then like they'll wear like the vest. And Franco's like, <laughs> Franco's like nine feet tall, so he's like probably a palm bowl for heads. Yeah, he <laughs> could just choke slam you guys through a table like the Undertaker would. That's basically what we've been doing since we've written this book. We've just been, you know, just like you know, hitting the gym. You know, taking shots, just like you know, punching taking, each other, taking shots of boxing, drinking muscle uh, milk, fists, shots. In the, <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you were talking. Oh, okay, muscle. He's milk. been eating Skyline chili to like yeah, to, no, to improve his endurance. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoot's been we've been Scoot's been carving up because he's trying to beef up. So yeah, he's just been like eating a bunch of. Uh, he's got Noodles. like one of those. Yeti cups, and he's just been filling it with Skyline chili. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what that's what well, Bob that, well, did. He well, went that, there and ordered a bowl of chili. That way, I mean, it's chili, Dave. I mean, I mean, Scoot. That's what that's what chili is. It's something you eat in a bowl with. It's chili cheese. sauce, though. How that's the hell am is. I supposed to know that? They didn't explain it to me. They just said chili, and I said, okay, it's in a bowl. They right? probably all laughed when you ordered that bowl. They did. I when I went there, I went to the. The skyline in Taylor Mill, Kentucky. And I was like, can I have a bowl of chili? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I want a bowl of chili. Well, what do you want in it? I was like, chili. It's fucking chili, right? Like just cheese and crackers. Like that's chili sauce. And she's like, well, do you want like a two-way or a three-way? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Can man? you, if, some, if people don't know, can you explain the difference? Because I didn't know that there's a difference. The well, whole I, mean, I don't know. I, well, I, I, I need explaining. Scoot, Scoot yeah. explain it because he yes. is I did, I did Scoot McMahon. It's your I moment to shine. I it was like the chili I've had all my life. No, no. so yeah. Skyline That's Chili is actually, it's chili sauce that they put on like hot dogs or like noodles or whatever. Chili at Wendy's with the beans and the big chunks of meat. That's Delicious. like the chili. Yeah, that's the, the chili you think of. But you wouldn't put that Wendy's chili on a hot dog. It's too messy and too clumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put yeah. a chili nice. Oh, is it? Is nice, it like the chili chilies. that you would put on like a, like a chili dog? Like Sonic yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like Sonic would eat Sonic the Hedgehog. He loves he loves Skyline. Where's the partnership with that? They blew it. They should have got Sonic. On I know. <laughs> so they or Sonic the so, the fast food chain Sonic. Ex- you guys have uh, those? Uh, yeah, we have Sonics here. But Scoot, explain the idea of like the two way, the three way, the four way for those yeah. people that don't know. Because again, if you just walk in and you think you're getting a bowl of chili, yeah. Uh, uh, to quote Steve Austin, ah, uh, uh, you're mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot yeah, there's, to it. It's very confusing. You could get it. Um, just 
the chili sauce on noodles like spaghetti. Yes. What? Or you can get it with a three-way with cheese on top piled up on top there. Or four-way, they put cheese and then onions on there too. There's a five-way where they actually add beans to it, right? Like just beans. Yeah, yeah I think so. I don't. I never got that. I just get the conies, the little hot dogs. There's no macaroni. Like and there's no like chili mac. Yeah, the noodles are the like noodles. chili. It's but like, like chili. spaghetti, though, right? Yeah, they're like yeah. they're like mm-hmm. it's like angel hair pasta with just this. That's kind of weird to me. I don't know. And then they just and the cheese. It's not like they just put a little bit of cheese on it. I mean, yeah, the, the cheese, cheese is the best is, part. Yeah. I mean, is it? Yeah, it is really. That is it fluffy, like nacho cheese? Like that is like cheddar like, cheese, like huh. that fluffy cheese that they put like you would get on a taco or something. It's okay, like like shredded cheddar. Okay, I got yeah. you. Everyone listening to this, I just want to let you guys know that, like, for the past three days, this is all we've been DMing each other about. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, and that's the truth. Up, so, I mean, and I, <laughs> and there's so they have a song, they have a theme song that's set that's set to. Do you guys remember the song? Heavenly shades of night are calling. It's twilight time. Do you know that song? Like, yeah, yeah skyline song? time. Skyline has this song where it's like, I don't know the big be- scoot. Do you know the beginning of no, it? No, I don't know. I don't get the skyline commercials here like you do. <laughs> but, but they have like that saw it's to that rhythm but instead of it's twilight time it's skyline time so it's that song which is a great song yeah. that they've ruined for this terrible chili and then <laughs> they, they have they have a motto and their their slogan is like feeling good skyline like that's their thing like feeling good skyline time so yeah. in our so house, that means- yeah. You ain't gonna be feeling good after you eat it. Just the, the mud butt is coming. That's what like, at, our, yeah. at our house it's feeling good. Shit your pants. Like this. <laughs> you guys must have sensitive tummies. No, we're just not used to eating skyline chili. I mean, we tried it, but it just didn't. I only work. eat it once a year when I come to Cincinnati. That's when I eat it. Just like Harold's chicken. I only eat it when I go to Chicago once a year with Art. I get Harold's chicken with him. Uh, we we didn't get Harold's chicken. We we got we got lonesome rose. It was really good. It was awesome. It was. It was very good. So we've talked a lot about lots and lots of things. We, <laughs> we haven't really gotten to the book. So yeah. like we touched on it briefly. So t- so the, the 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 beginning pitch before you froze, uh, Scoot, was if a wrestling promoter became the president of the United States of America, instead of having like Shield, he would use his wrestlers as like a secret service type group. So so tell us how the idea came about, how how you guys kind of kicked this thing around. Tell us all about the book. Yeah, I think uh, we it's when we were working on Wrapped Up, right, Dave? We yeah. we always toss different ideas back and forth. And we had a couple ideas and the at the time they were, our editor was asking us if we wanted to pitch anything else. So we kind of just went through our sketchbooks and this was one of the ideas we had. Yeah, I think and, a lot of it was just like we wanted to do an action book and then we yeah. kind of just like, you know, discussed among each other, you know what I mean? And then kind of, and then like Scoot, you basically kind of brought the initial idea, you know, hey, what about this? And then we kind of just put a little sprinkle, a little bit of David Scoot magic and kind of just developed it from the ground up, which is really fun to do. It's a really fun way to work. Yeah. The premise I think kind of stayed the same where like a promoter becomes president, but then Dave added the main character who is a 12 year old girl named Katie Jones. And that's who, when you're reading the book, you, you see everything through her eyes. So you kind of learn about who each character is, their motivations, um, what the big, you know, the big, uh, dilemma is in the book that causes them to all jump into action so it's all through katie the the 12 year old vlogger that's like uh, doing a report on the agents of slam right dave yeah and it's actually it's weird too how it worked out too because it was like i think when you're developing stuff you kind of you know that's like the weird secret when you get interviews and people ask you like oh where do you think your idea where do you come up with your ideas you know that was our next question that That was our next question so cool (laughs) (laughs) well if like well something like that were that easy it's like you know you kind of just you know it's like this you could just go to this place and grab it and whatever it's not like that but it's cool with like taking a premise like that and it's very much something that it's very much kind of like a you know on paper a sort of saturday morning cartoon kind of setup and initially when we were kind of doing it we were kind of looking at the sort of sort of gi joe vibe of like little missions instead of it just being this kind of overarching story kind of doing like a just like action-packed kind of like you know episodic yeah and then it was it was, it was cool how it worked out with you know developing katie because katie was kind of um i don't know they always say in storytelling it's like oh this is like the audience but she's very much 
the kind of glue that brings it all together because she's basically like the most hardcore wrestling fan you'll ever meet. And just with comics wrestling lends itself well to really like hardcore fans and that, that love. Oh yeah. So it was really cool to be able to sort of tell a story about, you know, fandom and, you know, what something means to you and kind of, and even with me and Scoot, it's cool to see, we kind of explored a little bit. It's not super overt, but this kind of concept of really loving something and then like becoming like actually a part of it. Like it's weird becoming like a fan of like comics and writing and drawing. Right. And then to actually start being able to do it like for a living. Oh yeah. It's really wild. So it's cool to really like explore going from like a fan to, you know, getting a little peek behind the curtain and you know. Well, yeah, and these guys know that because congratulations to them. We forgot to congratulate them on their Ringo. So they what? got to go from, what? you know, working on these comics to being up there on the stage, accepting one of the big comic awards, the Ringo Award. So congrats, Superstar. guys. Superstar. But we're not Thanks. talking about it. We're not talking, we're not about, talking about us. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about you guys. Well, I'm your... talking about it. So well, we, we appreciate it, Scoot. You, <laughs> Thank you, Scoot. Thanks, Scoot. You're a gentleman and a scholar. I mean, yeah, because like I said, it, it's just cool to have that sort of, um, you know, you love something so much it's kind of almost kind of scary to be able to almost find out more about it because sometimes it's kind of you know they say like don't meet don't meet your heroes and all this stuff like that you see how the sausage is made yeah yeah and it's cool but like sometimes you know you hear horror stories about people being able to become part of something that they're really really into and kind of you know become sour ruins it yeah so we were really just fascinated with both this initial story we had right and then you know, as you're developing stuff, just more and more, it's kind of like a soup. You know, what I mean, you're just throwing a little bit more of this. You know, and we put the Dave and Scoot comedy in there, and then we put the Scoot action in there, and we put the Scoot character designs in there, and we put, you know, our love of '90s wrestling. And then there's a lot of wrapped up in here, even though it's not overt. You know, it's cool to see comics is this collaboration, right? So it's really cool to see the starting place of like our initial idea of this book, like where it was and like what it turned into, and it's been like a really pretty wild journey but we're so excited for this book to finally be coming out yeah and, and also heidi black's colors on this really helped really pop the book like when we saw those pages coming in i mean they did such a good job with the colors that it really helped elevate everything that's so. awesome. yeah heidi's great shout out to heidi hey, hey the whole hi. team and then like shout out to grace and everyone over at only grace yeah andrea everyone's been awesome yeah andrea and hazel at you know Lion forge that's because that's what originally started we you know we started working on this book what year was that? 2018. Like 2018. Yeah. And it's like just coming wow. out. In the, yeah. It's been a journey. And it's it's <laughs> like you kind of, when people say when you get into comics, you kind of got to love it, you know, because there's very much a lot of stuff that can happen, you know. And thankfully, having a collaborator like Scoot, who's like one of my best friends, being able to like stay excited about something and have someone to vent to and, you know, really just have that person to believe in this book outside yeah. of you know everyone else you know so it's like um scoot rules i love making comics with you but with you dude oh <laughs> yeah we're back. We're, we're the best. Back. See, see kevin they did it the smart way because the one of them's a writer and the other one's an artist yeah but we're, we're not smart like that we're, we're dumb we just are two writers and that's where dumb. that's where we're fucked kind of one you of know? you guys no, could draw i bet i could teach you I'll come down to Cincinnati once a week. You will, it'll be give me an excuse to eat Skyline, and then yeah. I can train you. Then you, you could pay him in Chile. You'd go <laughs> back to Chile, your, yeah. your lovely wife and family, and you'd be like this giantly, like fat, unrecognizable dude that you'd scare your children. Why is daddy? Swole. Why is daddy all greasy we, and smelly? You <laughs> need a montage for that. I'd like be, the screen montage draw montage. I'd be like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> where he had that gut, but he had still like a six pack on the you, outside of his you, gut you'd be all leathery and stuff <laughs> yeah 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 that like that's like that that's like the steroid like, yeah. Right? yeah that's all from skyline chili that's all it was <laughs> Hulk Hogan just ate so much skyline chili that he turned brown and like leathery so that's right <laughs> it dyed its hair for him and everything that's what happened i keep my great coloring from the cheese brother <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it on the noodles you gotta put it on the noodles kevin nash <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely an acquired taste that I'm never going to acquire. I've never even had it. I just like making fun of it because it's such a hot button topic. I've never even. I, I just uh, I, I just mean, talk mad the, shit. That's my job. People in Cincinnati, <laughs> the people in Cincinnati, they love it, man. They love their skyline chili. It's it's really weird. 
Um, but yeah, dude, I'm super excited for this book. I'm super excited for you guys. Cause like we said, before we started, you two guys are some of my, probably my favorite dudes in comics. Cause you're just yeah, you. genuinely you nice. You're genuinely nice boys. Like you, you do the wholesome comics for the, for the whole family to enjoy. Like Dave's just drinking a cherry Coke because that's yeah. how he lives. Like yeah. it's a, it's a wonderful you guys are great guys. You guys are seriously great dudes. And we've always really appreciated you. And we want you to succeed and all that stuff. Man. And so, enjoyed your company and, and yeah. your books. So like, yeah. it's, it's nice when you like someone's work and them. Like some, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you like some what someone does and you're like, wow, that guy's, that guy's kind of a dick. But like, that's not you guys. Like, yeah. you guys are awesome. So like, it's, I, um, it's wonderful. Thank you. I, after I finished, awesome. after I, t- I text uh, Dave this, I had, because I hung out with Scoot at Gem City Comic Con, and he gave me a copy of the first volume of Wrapped Up. I gave it to a kid in my class one day, and he was just reading it and cracking up at all the jokes, and I believe I told you that, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. I text Dave, and I was like, hey, man, I got a, a kid in my room is reading the book. He's cracking up at all the jokes. And then I gave, after he read it, I gave the book to the school librarian. I was like, you got to order more of this, these books. So yeah. hopefully it worked out. But Because, I mean, that's that's the beauty of comics, and that's the beauty of all ages comics. And you guys are right in that sweet spot, just making the books for, like, the, the younger readers. Well, you, you guys, you guys are opening people's eyes, new readers' eyes to comics. Like you're their entry point in. Like that has to be a wonderful feeling, especially for you, Scoot, as a parent. No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Except Oliver doesn't like to read my books, but it's still cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, he likes some of them, uh, but uh, I'm yeah, embarrassed of you too, Scoot. So it's fine. I sure. What's Oliver, that? I'm embarrassed of you too, so it's fine. Dang, that's ruthless, son. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it is cool because um, you know, like actually, one of Oliver's friends, um, I found out he's super into wrestling. Oliver's not my son. Oliver's not really into wrestling. I've tried to show it to him. He's just he's into he's, training. He's still young, right? Yeah. He's, but one of his time. friends, one of his friends, is uh, into wrestling because I was talking to his dad. So I'm going to give them a copy of Slam. But no, it's cool because I think being at conventions and meeting kids or library shows or wherever uh, they get to see me draw these characters also in real time so it's like yeah i created this thing i drew and you know all kids most kids at that age six seven they like to draw or doodle at least you're exactly right it's like i i was like you i used to draw and doodle and now i'm making these books so it kind of gives them that immediate connection and that light bulb goes off like oh i can do this you know because when i was a kid i was really into batman and and stuff like that but i never met like bruce tim or any of the artists that worked on batman the animated Mm -hmm. series you know but i it's always always like this far off thing that i couldn't attach myself to but i enjoyed it but that's a cool part about being close to a lot of these little kids is they get to they get to see like that it's a real possibility to like try to you know achieve yeah. to make your own comic or whatever so. now now for the kids that are into wrestling are there any wrestlers in the book that they would like recognize as like parodies of wrestlers they already know oh i think so what do you think dave i think so i think yeah we kind of purposely it's it's weird because i think so much of the stuff that we do it's never like um not like super pre-planned somewhat like you know like the term happy accident yeah like so much of that stuff happens where like obviously like this book is very much like a tribute to our love of wrestling right but we didn't want to make a book that's just like wrestling references and like it's only going to be like hardcore people who get it but we also kind of want to you know we do some nudges too like people will pick up on stuff obviously where they're like oh hey this is kind of like this and whether it's even little background things or like lines of dialogue or whatever we really wanted to make a book that was kind of like it could both be like an introduction to wrestling so like our hope is like we could get some kids into wrestling just like we liked it when we were little but then also too it's like you know if a kid already likes it they could be into it or they could you know that's that's the the one thing i learned from um i forgot who taught me this or i read it somewhere and they're basically saying you know, every comic you make could be like a kid's first comic, right? Yeah, no, you're exactly very right. conscious of, and it's true. It's like you, you never really know. So it's not even like you have to write everything like, here's what a comic can do, but you still kind of got to be conscious of that, you know, especially yeah. now with schools and libraries and stuff like that. Because kids have access to this stuff, you know, like everywhere at school and libraries and all that stuff too. Um, so we really somehow were able, were able to kind of toe the line between 
making a book that's like a tribute to an already established fan base and a sort of introduction of like the zany world of like professional wrestling. So I think there's there's something in there for everyone, I think. So it could work both ways. Someone could see it and be like, oh, hey, this reminds me of this dude. Or they could read it and be like, hey, this guy looks like the dude from Slam. You know what I mean? It could like work both ways like yeah, that. No, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because yep. I think about like when I was a kid, you know, when you watch like The Simpsons, they would parody stuff that I didn't realize was a parody, but it was still funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's still a good joke. So we're hoping like the stuff that we do hopefully could sort of kind of like apply that way. So, you know, there's room to explore if they get the reference or look at something and, hey, this is cool. I want to check out, you know, what inspired these guys or whatever. So, and if anything, oh God, I, I was just going to say, and if anything, the parents will see the book and get the references. Mm-hmm. And so, and when, yeah. a pa- when a parent feels in, they want the kids to get it too. Yeah, so that's totally. something that I think. So yeah. it's like, that's the sweet spot of, of doing all ages books is like, you got to get the adults because they have the money. If the adults think it's cool, then yeah. they'll buy it for the kids and then they'll be excited to read something with their kids about it. So that's awesome. That's another weird thing we hear a lot too. And again, it's not something we're, we're ever super conscious of when we're creating of like, um, uh, like uh, my brain's not working of, of like, um, <laughs> what was I talking about? The, the parents get into the oh, book. Yeah, and like, then... yeah. Like we'll have parents come up to our table or like email us and be like, Oh, Hey, I was reading this to my kid, but I actually read it. And like, Hey, there's actually jokes in here that I thought were funny too. Yeah. You know, we're never setting out to be like, you know, if you if you sit down and write like I'm gonna write a, a joke that makes kids laugh, it's gonna be really it could go either way, right? And most times like kids are very conscious of like being pandered to and all that. Yeah. So we kind of just wanna make stuff that's like write jokes that make us laugh, stuff that we think's funny. And if a kid thinks it's funny, awesome, it's cool because there's nothing there that's gonna, you know, get us in trouble. There's nothing offensive there. But at the end of the day, a funny joke's a funny joke. So if you're able to do that for both adults and kids, it's really cool because you know, we have a lot of readers too who can't even read. Their parents will read the comic with them. It's like yeah. this shared experience, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so that's really cool hearing that because we're never setting out to be like, oh, hey, we need to write this book for parents too. But it's like parents are reading these comics, librarians are reading them, teachers are reading them, educators, babysitters, you know? So it's like that's another audience that you're not completely aware of when you're creating these things, but they exist, you know, when you're sharing this moment with them, you know? Yeah, no, totally. It's like if things have to appeal to the adults. It's like my right now, my kids, when it first started, they weren't into it because they weren't aged in. But right now, we are on the biggest gumball kick in the entire world. My kids are watching gumball like nobody's business. But part of the reason why we're still watching it is because my wife and I enjoy it. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. That's what there's nothing worse as a parent. Uh, Scoot, you can vouch to this. Kevin, I'm sure you can too. Being yeah. forced as an adult to watch something that your kid watches that's total garbage yeah it's the worst the Woody woodpecker movie yeah it, like there's i can think of like countless things that my daughter at one point was into that i was like oh my god this is fucking yeah. awful like please someone <laughs> just poke my eyes out but when you can find something that attracts both audiences then that's 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 gold yeah yeah it's great and like i said it's not we don't set out to do that so it's like a huge honor when people tell us this like thank you you know that we appreciate yeah. that because we're not like you know, I think so much of comics, especially at least for me, is like, like I'm kind of showing my hand here. You should eat, like a smarter person would be like, yeah, we did that on purpose. Yeah, that was we spoke, we made this book for everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, we're kind of making a story that we're super into and we would like and stuff that makes us laugh when things cool. And so for anyone who enjoys that, enjoys it like kids or otherwise, like it's like a huge thrill for us, you know. No, totally. Uh, we've got a question on Facebook um, because we're this video is posted live on Facebook right now. People are watching it, and Kevin just answered it. But uh, somebody wants to know where can they get this book? So Scoot, where could they pick this book up at? The Agents of Slam from Oni Press. Where could they get that thing? hopefully at your local bookstore or local comic shop if they don't have it you can have them order it but also i mean you can get it on amazon uh anywhere through simon and schuster's site they have links of different places you can buy it is that correct dave yeah so the distribution is through simon and schuster so anywhere you're comfortable buying books like you're cool like people ask us a lot like you know like what's the best way to support us um honestly anywhere wherever you're comfortable doing um, I always say independent bookstores, but a lot of people don't have those near them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, really just any local bookstore, comic store can order it for you if they don't have it. 
Um, and this so, thing yeah. is just this thing is going direct to trade. There's no issues, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Ooh, a, so smart. So hard, smart. hardcover graphic novel. I yeah. love that. I, because I hate when people tell me that they want to do all ages comics, but they're still making floppies. It's like, do yeah. kids kids don't consume comics? That no, way. they don't like them you're, that way. You're wasting. Yeah. We learned every, that lesson. Yeah, we yeah. You're wasting everyone's out. time. Like just just give them the whole story and let them have at it. Because there are kids at my school that I'll see them with graphic novels. And I'll be like, oh, cool. You read comics? And like, no, I read graphic novels. <laughs> it's like, whoa, buddy. All right, all right. Yeah, but that's how they consume it. So that's how they want it. So I love the fact that the publisher is smart enough to get it all in one fail swoop. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oni's been awesome. Like, they have it all figured out. Like, I think, you know, any company that's not doing, like, you know, genuine good kids comics is, like, really missing out because it's, like, one of the, it's, it is the biggest readership in comics right now. Oh yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, five years from now, even even a year or two years from now, every company in the world is going to be doing kids comics. And before it was this like weird fluke where me and Scoot, you know, people like us making books like that. Not that anyone wasn't doing that, but it was kind of an outlier, especially no, like in the direct right. market. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so it's like it's like and it's 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 catching up, and it's cool because it's like you know. Um, who do you think is going to be reading comics in 30 years? It's going to be younger kids, kids who get into it now, kids who read it in fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, first grade and stuff, you know, like you got to get them hooked early. So they, you know, keep reading this stuff yeah. 20 years from now, you know, no, dude, and, when, when, when I did Monty the dinosaur, which was the all ages book um, that I worked on a long time ago, it was when, when it was finished, I was like, well, I want to get this out to a wider audience. Who do I send this to? Because this was in 2015. Yeah. Nobody mm -hmm. was doing all ages books in 2014 2015 yeah. like it was it was very slim pickings but but now you do see a lot more publishers doing that i mean christ uh a scholastic has made a fortune they're making a killing yeah yeah you know at the now, scholastic book fairs and now stuff. all of them do it right random house penguin simon and she like they're all getting in on that all ages thing because that's where it is that's where the audience is yeah, yeah and it's and like so dave and i met with at all yeah comics so art and franco's comic book shop and they've been doing all, all ages comics for years with tiny yeah. titans and yes patrick the wolf boy and they're still coming out with books and that's they kind of brought dave and i together because we, yeah. we collaborated on an all yeah comic story and that was the first thing we collaborated on so those guys were like at least for me, I know other people were doing books like uh, Chris Giarusso was out there doing all ages yep. books and Greg Shegel, but Jacob Shabbat, but um, Art and Franco were the ones that Dave and I um, connected like with and befriended. Yeah. Art yeah. and Franco were like the blueprint. They were kind of just like these, the, you know, these guys are two of the funniest dudes we've ever made or met and they're not skimping on it. Like their books are super funny. The books are very much them. They're yeah. not making any sort of like compromises as far as being like you know what's hot right now let's do a zombie book let's do with this book you know yeah. like they're always kind of just doing the books that they wanted to create and i feel like that's what's cool about agents agents of slam and you know with like wrapped up and anything you scoot worked on it's like it's very much you know the combined work of like both of us like there's so much of us in those books yeah and it's never like you know it's great i love making kids comics like i could do it the rest of my life but it was never like a thing where we're like trying to crack this code of like how are we going to make kids laugh how are we going to do this do this and this it's literally just the serendipitous thing of like this type of storytelling we wanted to do together just so happened to be you know right for you know younger kids and stuff you know and so. it's, well, it's funny right now that timing with slam because like we said we started it in 2018 and like wrestling is way more popular right now in 2022 than it was in 2018 and it's just weird how that worked out like we were just making a goofy silly wrestling book and now yeah. it's like it's coming out right now during this hot period with uh, wwe and aew and mm -hmm. new japan and all these different wrestling promotions are in the spotlight right now and and we're just kind of lucky that it's all kind of fallen into place that way i was just well, telling I, someone about that too about how like you know if it would have came out three years ago it's still sort of i don't know if i, I would have say it was like niche but it was very much kind of like uh you know like a wrestling thing you know it was like you got to be a wrestling fan to like that but yeah. even just like where the like you know the comic 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 industry is as far as you know the type of things kids want to read right now 
it's working out really well because you know when you do stuff like this you get compared to creators and people say oh you know there's a term read alike that's like right. you know the book hey your kids like this book they like goosebumps you should check out this you know right um and you know most people are gonna i mean not most people but i think sometimes people treat being compared to someone as like a bad thing right for us, it's great it's like there's already a built-in audience there's already an army of kids looking for new stuff to read like kids are voracious they can't get enough they're take checking out every book in the library and all that and for no, ourselves I mean, to be like part of that is like the best because it's you know i um it didn't one can, of the reviews of slam say if your kids are like graduating from dogman this is the great next like book for them or something that was kind of yeah like, well yeah they're yeah for sure because mm-hmm. i feel like um you know i think our book is really like you know i think it's very funny i think it's a very funny book and um i don't know kids kids could use that you know what i mean they have bad days at school or you don't know what their upbringing is you know it's like you think you know sometimes it's just this funny goofy thing we're making like these like little jokes and things but like i think about when i was younger so much stuff like that like comics and cartoons really meant a lot to me it was this like escape you know so to be able to be part of that and to create something help create something that's like helps the kids day a little bit better you know it's awesome you know yeah. it's like, yeah. the biggest honor you could have you know yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, one of the other things we talk about all the time on this podcast is wrestling. So um, I don't know if, if, <laughs> if you guys know that, but that's something that we do. Even like when AEW has a pay-per-view, sometimes we have our good buddy Kyle Starks on, who also likes to talk wrestling, and we talk about wrestling. Oh, so, Kyle's cool. Yeah, I know him. Kyle's great. Um, yeah. So we have him on so because because all three of us have a chat where we talk about wrestling, much like the four of us are talking about Skyline Chili. And, <laughs> and I think that's what you do in comics. You just talk to your friends a bunch of times so like you don't feel so alone when you make comics. Yeah. But the, the the point I'm getting to with the wrestling is, since since you guys made a wrestling book and a wrestling fans, who's on your Mount Rushmore of of professional wrestling? So I feel like like that might be a way to, to help connect some readers with with Agents of Slam. And um, uh, it's always are, tough to do these. Does it have yeah. to be four? Yeah. Does it, 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 why do you have three? Do you have, do you have three? No, I was gonna be like I have like twenty. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, you can you can if you've got that many. No, you, man. You know, I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, if anyone knows me, uh, Undertaker, you know, um, that was my favorite as a kid. Uh, I would say, I would, I would say Undertaker, um, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, greatest okay. voice in the world. Yeah, Macho's, Macho is pretty great. Um, Breath the Hitman Heart. Ah, okay. Oh. And my fourth one would probably be, oh, man. That's actually a really good question. I'm spacing out on this last one. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Okay. Maybe like a wild card, maybe like Doink or something. Maybe like the third, fourth guy who played Doink. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, that's a good choice, Dave. I, I mean, just found out about the Doink thing like two years ago. Someone's like, you know, there was like five different guys, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always thought it was the same dude. Nope. There's like four or five different Doinks. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Scoot? Uh, well, two of them are the same, Macho Man and the Hitman. And then I would do the man called Sting. Yeah, you love, oh. you're, a, you're a total yeah. mark for Sting. You love yeah. Sting. Love Sting, yeah. And then um, the fourth one's hard because it's it's between Stone Cold and The Rock, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Stone Cold only because he kind of started that whole Attitude Era, even though at certain points The Rock was – just as entertaining or, or more entertaining but the rock mm-hmm. had a shorter a shorter actual wrestling career stone cold um kind of got that whole ball rolling and it was cool to see stone cold wrestle at um wrestlemania this year too yeah, so, yeah that was that was interesting because i was surprised that i thought it. The, my only thing was i thought it went too long like yeah. it was cool but i was like when is this gonna be over like <laughs> <laughs> like this and, is and, come on and for Sting, like for an old dude in AEW, like he's doing crazy stuff. That yeah, he's doing I'm like just, flips and he's like doing yeah. chair shots, dude, like falling through tables. Jumping off a, like he a scared me at the last pay per view when he did that with the jump. I was like, dude, you're 62, you can't do that. Like yeah. Sting, you're gonna break a hip. Like I was, I was, wild, yeah. I was very nervous about that. Like, I, like I was watching with with my boys, and like um, Sullivan was like, it's like, oh my god, Sting's climbing the balcony. I was like, oh, like. 
oh no, no, that's not going to happen. No. And I was watching and then, and then I was, oh my God, Sting, Sting, are you okay? Is your hip all right? You're too old for all this, man. You can't be yeah. doing that. Yeah. Just like scared for him think, the whole time. I think um, <laughs> I put Sting on there just like a sentimental thing because I was Sting was my favorite wrestler when I was younger, but I would probably actually like The Rock is like a better wrestler than sting you know yeah, but i mean it's the, it's it's yours so yeah, it's, yes you know yeah. yeah it's your mount rushmore like i, I mean I, sting was sting was big when i was a kid too so like but like i didn't i didn't never love sting I, he was always wrestling rick flair and i always liked rick flair more i have no <laughs> idea why i like the bad guys more to this day i still like the bad guys more um but because well, well i think that's because it's easier to be a bad guy you think it's easier it's it's hard to be like a uh, to quote like wrestling terminology like a white meat like super good guy baby face but it's easy to be a bad guy like look at rowdy piper like he was the best bad guy because he was just a jerk and you just yeah. got to be a jerk all the time and rick flair when he was a bad guy he was just bragging about how much money he had and all the cars and shoes and leather shoes and rolex watches it's easy to be a bad guy you know i think it also has like when you're a kid when you see bad guys, there's sort of that wish fulfillment of kind of like having like a wrestler kind of just like doesn't give a fuck. Like someone like, you know, like, yeah. it's like which is like funny too, because it's like, you know, I'm trying to think of like attitude era. That was like, what, what was that? Like, what, when did that start? Like 96? Like 97, 98. Yeah. So I was like basically probably in like, you know, fifth grade or something. So for like, you know seeing like i was obviously wasn't drinking beer in the fifth grade but like seeing like you know what i mean like seeing your idea of someone like stone cold or something like that like you know like oh man he's a bad dude like he doesn't have to deal with anything and he also a man in his boss's car yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also just the, the insanity which like in retrospect is like very fucked up of like i remember in grade school being in like the um you know before school like lining up you know and just like hanging out before school starts and literally like every like eight-year-old kid like within 30 blocks of my school suck it the dx yeah like how did how was that ever a thing that we like let happen like it it kind of like really like puts into perspective just like like just how crazy that era was of like yeah you used to do i was in high school when that was going on everyone in the hallway we would do the too sweet like thing (laughs) like the wolf pack would do but like more people watched like monday night raw at that time on monday nights or 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 nitro like either one like people are watching both sometimes like yes, i did both. i would like people i would both, like yeah. record one but um it was just weird how popular that was it was like yeah. there's nothing like as popular as wrestling is now yeah. it's not as like wide like like my dad's not watching it right now but back <laughs> it then, was everywhere then everyone yeah. was yeah. watching it it was yeah. like i looked at a stat like the monday night wars the ratings were higher than monday night football and i yeah. can't even imagine that now because nfl yeah. is still so popular like nothing mm-hmm. will beat yeah. monday night football but back then those especially, wrestling show two wrestling shows were like the most watched thing of the whole week it's especially with like wrestling in general it's like now it's kind of like you know when you think of like somebody who likes wrestling it's always kind of going to be like dudes like us it's like you know dudes are into metal or dudes are in comics or dudes who are into video games like it's kind of you kind of figure it out but it's crazy to think about like you know someone's grandparents watching Stone Cold Steve Austin like punch Vince McMahon and like uh, the legs in a hospital room well I think that's what I was getting at like everyone (laughs) watched it like jocks nerds girls watched it like yeah everyone watched it you guys are talking you guys are talking about it when you were in high school and I did Dave, I have no idea, but you said you were in like the sixth grade. I was in, I was in like community college watching professional wrestling. Like yeah. at that time, like 97, I was 20 years old and I would watch Monday Nitro. When I was in college, my sister and I had an apartment and we would turn the TV, we would turn it on in both rooms and just yeah. walk, walk back and forth, you know, yep. just for the segments. Like, yeah, dude, everybody watched wrestling back then. Yeah. My freshman year of college was the next, like 99 2000 and every monday all the different dorm rooms had it on and by that time wwf had taken over so it was like and i remember that wwf yeah yeah i remember the one segment where it was like mick foley brought the rock out there and it was like this is your life and that was like on and everyone was talking about that all week like how funny that was and stuff it really was just like and it's cool too seeing though seeing something like AEW that's like so much more inclusive to just completely different audiences and it's so funny to just see you know like hey how about instead of just you know 
directing a show just this like very narrow specific demographic it's like open it up to a bunch of different types of wrestlers and maybe a bunch of different types of people will watch it yeah, um, yeah. that's what's really cool mm-hmm. about AEW and all this all these indie wrestling like it's just like you know it's 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 way bigger and way more inclusive and just like um it's cool it's 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 just as much as like storytelling i feel like you need people from all walks of life doing that you know because you see some of the stuff that people are just bringing to wrestling is just like so much cooler you know yeah and um very very cool very interesting it's a very cool time to be a wrestling fan i think well i'm super excited for you guys i'm super excited for your book it'll be out wednesday at bookshops all over the world comic shops all over the place you can get it on amazon you can get it wherever you need to get it the agents of slam by our dear friends scoot and dave uh it's a beautiful book it's it's really great i'm really excited for you guys I think it's real. I mean, again, you guys just you just keep making them hits, baby. Keep making them hits. <laughs> and, and, and Dave has another book that kids love because my kids love it. Mayor Good Boy. So you can get Ooh. that too. Yeah. Yeah. You can That's, get Mayor Good Boy too. Mayor Good Boy goes Hollywood out in September. That's, so we're going to oh, unfortunately be seeing a lot of me this year. And nominate Mayor Good Boy right now for all the awards if you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Agents of Slam for the rest. Well, that's next year. That'll be next year. Oh, okay, next year. Oh, we forgot to mention, though, uh, we got some cool poll quotes for this. We got Becky Lynch and Christopher Daniels from AEW. Yeah, they gave us poll quotes at the bottom. What did Becky Lynch say about the book? She's like one uh, of the biggest stars in wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, at the time, she was a women's champ at WWE. She said, Agents of Slam has everything you'd want from a graphic novel. Superhero, pro wrestlers, a world in jeopardy, heel turns, gruesome grannies, friendship, families, and treacherous villains this brilliantly animated wonderfully written comic is such a fun read i loved it and highly recommend it there so, you go and she said more in an email right dave she was yeah. like no truly i really did love it like she and she's got kids too now. yeah she so actually awesome, read man. it yeah yeah she's great she was like um i you know it's just like to just like basically it's just like a stranger doing a nice thing for another stranger and she went out of her way to give us that and we're forever grateful like that's so cool like we respect her so much and she's so fucking rad and just to like say nice things but even take the time to like talk to us is cool enough yeah. to like like the book that we did that's very much you know to have like one of like the top wrestlers in the world like your book that's about wrestling is like yeah that's not awesome. that we were nervous but it's like it's a huge compliment like we yeah, were, she actually we're read still the book. freaking out she actually read the book because this these poll quotes had to be like shortened, you know, for the back of the book. Yeah. So you could tell by her like actual like quote that she yeah. like read the book. That's awesome. Of certain things she called out. And then Christopher Daniels said, um, you know, well, the cool thing about Christopher Daniels is I met him through Oh Yeah Comics also. He loves so, comics. Oh, yeah, he yeah, does love comics. He, yeah. he did a book with Art and Franco called uh uh, Kaz and Daniels wrestle all yeah comics and they yeah, yeah, art yeah. drew them as characters wrestling so I got to meet him at one of the all yeah comics events and like hang out with him and stuff so he was super nice and super cool and generous to give us a quote and one of the cool things his pull quote says after he you know gave us a quote a championship material through and through and he gave us like some high praise here he said fall he wanted his um, name on here as fallen angel Christopher Christopher Daniels professional wrestler aew and comic book collector so that was kind of cool because like he's a legit comic book guy so yeah he he was like excited to read it too which was pretty awesome that's great man yeah we wanted to get an aew person and a wwe person and we couldn't be happier with the the two we got so just you know be nice to people on twitter and just reaching out at the right time and you you can get you can get connected with people so there's definitely that parallel of just like, like, you know, I think like when you really love what you're doing and you enjoy it, people like pick up on that. And if you're just yeah. like kind and cool and like chill, you know, it never hurts to just ask, you know what I mean? For certain stuff. Like yeah. it's, it was cool. Like I've, I've learned that lesson a couple of times. You just think someone's just like, you know, you're bothering them or something, but it's like, you just got to approach someone the right way. And you know, we're, uh, we're still like freaking out that like <laughs> these people who live this insane life, every single day like think our books legit and like it and stuff like it's really cool That's yeah we awesome. need to get um dan Housen to give us a quote for book two that would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that so you guys you guys are already talking book two yeah we're just talking mm-hmm. but yeah we definitely want to try to get started on that because awesome. it was super I fun think, to to make this one so yeah, i think if you read book one it's just like 
we always set out to just create worlds that we could tell a bunch of different stories in. So it's it's very much, you know, if if the fans want it, I think we could explore it. You know, I think if, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think gotta, the fans will when want you, it. When you when you read the yeah, the fans have to want it. So the fans out there, when you read this book, brother, tweet <laughs> about it, post about it, and say good things about it, brother. All right. Well, there you go, Thanks. guys. Uh, we really appreciate you so much coming on. <laughs> We, we wish nothing but the best for you and all your work because you're sweet boys and we love you so much. Uh, this book will be out next Wednesday at Fine Book Retailers, Amazon, all over the place. Get your Agents of Slam. Dave and Scoot, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Bob. Always. Thank Word you for having us. This is always great. <laughs> I don't there want to do that. All Too right. It's sweet. Yeah, no, we got to do it. You got to get a screen cap it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You get Snoopy in there? Yeah. Someone screen cap this. Can you screen cap it? I'm doing that. Now. I don't know how to do that. Scoot does. Scoot yeah, Scoot's got holding both hands up the wolf pack thing. <laughs> both hands up. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. <laughs>